Hello again, everybody. This is Michael, your awesome 80s podcast host. We will be dropping some holiday classics. Please do enjoy. Stay awesome. and welcome to another episode of the Awesome 80s Podcast. This is Michael. Happy holidays. This is Lauren. Hi, how are you today, Glenn? Oh, I'm great. I got a Santa hat on. I'm ready to do this. Are you in the Christmas spirit? I absolutely am in the Christmas spirit. Uh, I have just recently watched a movie in the big screen that I'd never ever seen the whole movie before. And I'm prepared to talk about it because... There's a lot about this movie. I so, uh, full disclosure, you had never seen this movie until four days ago? Uh, not in its entirety. Uh, there were certain scenes that I'd seen because it'd be on the background, like at holiday functions, but I had never sat down and watched the whole Like, movie. if you had to put, like, if you said, I'll give you a million dollars if you can name me this movie scene by scene, I don't think I could do it just because the scene seems so random and disjointed, especially after watching it on TBS for all those years. You're like, I don't know what scene is next because I'd never watch, you know, for the amount of times that I've watched this, I've maybe watched it in order 20 times, you know? Right. Yeah. It's very, it's one. Well, I mean, we'll talk okay. about it. It's on, uh, it's it's on TV on, 24 on hours TV. a day. Uh, so we'll get right into it. Uh, first this first is, of all, uh, uh, we did want to thank uh, Bobby Joe for suggesting this, and this one is dedicated to you. Yeah, actually, I suggested it, but uh, I asked Bobby Joe to be a part of it. Uh, we wanted her to be a part of it. However, maybe she did suggest it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll You're thank her. Thank you, Bobby Joe. <laughs> uh, I thought I, I thought it was my idea, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was her idea. It probably was Man, her idea. Taking probably... other people's credit for other ideas. I'm sorry, but we really wanted her to be a part of it, but she could not, uh, her schedules just did not work out, and we were free on Sunday, but she was in Chicago, and at least that's what the internets tell me, uh, so we just, uh, we had to do it, but we'll bring her back real soon, we promise. So we start out uh, with, uh, Ralphie? Well, let's talk about this, uh, this is based off of what? Um... Playboy magazine. In God We Trust and All Others Pay Cash by the immortal Gene Shepard. It's based off a of Playboy uh, magazine. Is this a story in a Playboy yeah, magazine? Yeah, it's like a compilation of stories in Playboy. I used to like I used to, I, the, the articles were the best. Those articles, man, they uh, were the best. <laughs> now, this film is set in Holman, Indiana. Uh, that sounds familiar. Have you ever been to Holman, uh, I got Indiana? I went there to buy lottery tickets once. 
I believe you're discussing Hammond, oh, that's Indiana. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, Holman is the uh, fictional town based off of Hammond, Indiana, which happened to be in Gene Shepard's hometown. Now, let's talk about this. Hammond, Indiana, to my knowledge, I'm sure there are more, but there's two movies, actually basically three movies by proxy it was brought up in. There's a sign for Hammond in the movie Dutch. There is the movie, uh, about, uh, the what's the uh, Music Man, which talks about Gary, Indiana, which is right next to Hammond. So it's basically the same and, thing. Yeah, basically the same. Well, no, they're <laughs> not, but they're right next to each other. And then there is this movie, which uh, is about Hammond. Now, I've never seen this movie, yet I'm from Hammond, Indiana. Uh, the, the Michael Jackson movie uh, on NBC. Oh, oh, is that, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, Gary yeah. or is that Hammond? I'm sure. Uh, okay, Gary, it's right. Gary. I am from Hammond. This movie was based on Hammond, and it took me 33 years to see it in its entirety. Uh, according to my mom, and I believe her, she doesn't lie about these sort of things, Gene Shepard and I were born in the exact same hospital, obviously many years apart, but still, how did I go this long without seeing this movie? I don't know. That's my answer. So Gene Shepard, he was known for uh, radio DJing, and he would do uh, talk show hours, and he was also, I guess that some of them considered, some people consider him like one of the first shock jocks. Like he, uh, he cracked the code on the New York Times bestsellers list. Um, the, uh, the, they were ranking books on how they're requested at uh, bookstores and outlets like that. So he got his listeners to go in and request a fictional book and the fictional book made it to the top of the bestsellers list as it, as it should have been. This is basically, uh, it's a narrative. Uh, we have a narrator. Uh, it's not Daniel uh, Stern. It is, uh, in fact, the immortal, uh, Gene. I forgot Gene's. Uh, I'm on the wrong What's Gene's last name again? Gene, Gene, the Gene, Gene Shepard. Shepard, the immortal Gene Shepard. Uh, and it's about a little boy named Ralphie. We see him. I guess we're thinking maybe day after day after Thanksgiving. I guess if it took place today, it'd be day after Thanksgiving. And he's it yeah, is you know, the, staring at the uh, the window there, and he's seeing a display for what he thinks. But what he knows he needs for Christmas, uh, it's a cardboard cutout of the uh, the 30s radio icon Red Ryder holding a BB gun from Daisy. With with a compass. In it. Exactly. <laughs> it's got a compass and everything. Uh, this is what he wants. Uh, and he makes it the goal of the movie to get it. Uh, he continuously asks uh, for this, and he is always replied to by don't matter who he asks with one simple phrase. Michael, what is that phrase? He'll shoot your eye out, kid. He'll shoot your eye out. So he he starts to think throughout the movie that he's just not going to get it, but he makes several clever attempts, which uh, we'll discuss here. Uh, What's your favorite part of the movie? Uh, Favorite part? Or are we talking about favorite part about getting the uh, the Red Rider BB gun? It's fine. Whatever you whatever you interpret it, you take it. Okay. Um. Well, I guess for me, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to the pole, but not the tongue on the flagpole scene, but right immediately after the tongue on the flagpole scene, um, everyone runs to the window except for Ralphie and uh, Flick. Or no, it's Ralphie and the other kid. Who's, and everyone else in the class is looking at Flick, and they're just sitting there looking down at their hands, pretending like, I don't know what could be going on. I don't know 
what's going on? And then uh, the teacher comes in and she tries to give the entire class the uh, guilt trip, even though she knows probably that Ralphie was involved in this. And uh, he's like, I don't know who this could be. There's probably some horrible people to put Flick up to this. Man, this is ridiculous. Like he stops and he looks around and he kind of shakes his head. He's like, I know. I know, even though the teacher's giving, the, giving him this uh, guilt trip on – did you ever have any kids in your school who did that? No, that was horrible. Why would somebody do that? Someone did that in our school. Oh, oh really? <laughs> like My the grandpa. actual thing? Um, yeah. I guess right now. I mean, they, they did it themselves. They weren't, oh. they weren't put up to it, but yeah. Was his, was his name Noah H.? He didn't go to my okay, junior just, high or my okay, grade school. He didn't go to my okay. grade school. However, I'm sure that if we had someone who went to Tawanda Elementary, okay. that <laughs> I'm sure everybody loved is loving to hear us talk about Noah H. Um, one of my other uh, favorite parts of the movie is just this the sheer joy of opening the uh, the crate. Uh, right when he gets the lid off, right when the old man gets the lid off, he's like, "There could be anything in here." Yeah, Holy I mean, let's yeah. discuss it. <laughs> Let's kind of set the scene real quick. Uh, you have Ralphie. He's kind of a pudgy little, what, eight-year-old? They say he's nine. but Nine. He's got a little brother who's just weird, Yeah, he's, uh, as all little brothers tend to be, just, but he's really right, on, on a scale of one to ten, where would you put Randy's uh, brother, Ralph, or Randy's Ralphie's brother, yeah, Randy? is eating skills on a scale of one to ten? Oh, that's a, that's a zero, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mommy's little baby. <laughs> discuss that here uh the mom she's just kind of the homemaker she wants to keep the peace with uh with the old man doesn't want to cause any problems but doesn't want her kids to turn out delinquents either she takes a stand against them uh when it's just her and him but when it's the the dad's involved she always kind of secretly sides with the kids uh again with the out the old man knowing we'll say you can tell the mom's crafty she she knows how to to get around uh, her her living situation would you agree well it kind of seems like it might have been a marriage of convenience for her I don't know like the old man is like 60 something years old and she's probably like late 30s you know well let's talk about it this was this took place in the 30s and 40s I'm sure there were a lot of marriage of conveniences <laughs> she probably got sold off for a goat everybody's got to eat. Everyone has got to eat. So, and then there's the old man. The old man likes profanity. Uh, he likes to fix a good furnace. Just likes to go down in the basement and swear and bang the hell out of that furnace. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he, he does what he has to do to put food on the table. But he doesn't really, uh, you know, he doesn't like to be crossed. He, he, you know what? That home is his castle. It is his castle. He's, um... He's a pretty big uh, White Sox fan. They do make reference to the Chicago Bears. I mean, he's a, he's a, just a salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah, meat and potatoes type of guy. And cabbage. He's, he's, he's not some guy who's just going to run out and eat Chinese food all willy-nilly. Yeah, he, he, uh, he wants a turkey. He wants some cabbage. That's what he does. <laughs> so... You uh, mentioned uh, the little brothers uh, eating. Yes. Uh, there are several highlights of, of this film for me, uh, and I'm really glad I got to see it in a theater for the uh, the first time I saw it because there's nothing like people knowing what's about to happen but still laughing their ass off. And I didn't – I knew some of the scenes just from 
uh, lore that I've heard or, like I said, seeing bits and pieces. But you knew that 90% of the people in this movie theater had seen this probably at least three or four times. But yet they couldn't wait to laugh their ass off. And that's what made it such a fun experience for me because as I was laughing for the first time, I'm surrounded by people who are probably laughing for the 10th time and they're still enjoying it just as much as I was, which, in fact, more probably because they knew it was about to happen. Uh, so they could anticipate it, the laugh, and then actually have the laugh, that, which I only got to have the laugh. They got an extra step in there. So uh, getting to see that was, or getting to experience that was a lot of fun. But the kid, uh, the little brother doesn't like to eat. He's the world's slowest eater. What? He's the slowest eater. He's the world's slowest eater. Uh, he doesn't like to eat, and so what he? Uh, how do they get him to eat? Uh, they play games, try to encourage him to uh, to eat his mashed potatoes and such. Uh, what's 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 a good every, game? Every day's a battle. Be? Every day's a battle. Uh, some role playing, some role playing. It works more than one, more than just in the boudoir. I, I was I was a kid who didn't like to eat, but my parents never told me to act like I was eating out of a trough. Uh. The mom laughs like an asshole. Ralphie laughs like an asshole, and the dad just looks up from his papers, just like, "What the fuck?" Is I've never, game? I don't know, like I've, I've never not wanted to eat, so I don't. Uh, I guess, I guess if, uh, I guess I, I don't have a child, so I do. Uh, I did you? Was there ever a point in time where your child didn't want to eat? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know what the solution was? Chicken nuggets. What about just the kid ate chicken nuggets? For like three straight years. <laughs> what about just you're not eating? Oh yeah, you want to spend an hour and a half of your night <laughs> sitting there trying to play Kumos Mas Macho with your little two-year-old kid who could break your will in a second? Okay. So I I'm, you call me when you call me okay. when that two-year-old sitting staring you in the eyes and you tell me what you're. I, I lack perspective. I apologize. You lack perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that kid will break your will in a matter of Well, luckily they'll probably have my appetite and they just won't have it. we won't have that situation. Well, we okay, hope so. Good. Moving on. <laughs> uh So this uh So yeah, they make the kid eat uh or they don't make him. He chooses he goes face first and just eats like a eats like a pig. Dude, that kid is fucking weird. Like he's like hiding in the closet or hiding under the sink. Hiding under the sink. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's an odd And there's one. a couple times he's when there's violence against the group, against Ralphie and his group, and he just kind of, he, he just falls down and goes limp. Like that's his, that's his, that's how he bats. Uh, let's talk about that next. There said, I think we'll just touch on some of the highlights. Let's talk about the violence against the group. You had this mean, crazy Genji. So once again, the uh, people with orange or red hair, they're they're evil. They're evil people, right? They're vilified. Played by uh, Zach Ward of uh, Titus fame. He was no he played shit. Titus's brother. Uh, he was also in oh, Transformers okay. and then uh, Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Well, he's he done really do well. He's, he's, he's in Hollywood making movies. He's like almost 100 movies. Okay. He's got red hair and he's All making right. his dream come true. All right. All I'll right. put that on my red, right. anti-redheaded hate PowerPoint that I'll show to you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, him and his little sidekick. I loved his little sidekick. Little New York-style kid. Yeah. Right out of doozies. I guess they were supposed to be switched initially. Like, Zach Farkas, the kid, uh, Zach Ward, the kid that played Scott Farkas, him and the little kid's roles were supposed to be switched. Like, Zach Ward was supposed to be, like, the henchman as opposed to the lead bully. But 
He's just so physically imposing. They chose the ginger over the little man. Yeah, another victory for Gingy. <laughs> so, yeah, they kind of set it up that these guys, you know, uh, they wait after school in the same alley, and they're going to get you. And uh, they so they showed a few different times, like a sped-up chase scene where they, you know, kind of chase them or yell at them, make them do weird things, punch them, whatnot. Uh, they they also tried to get Ralphie to put his. Uh, well, no, they didn't try to get him put. What were they trying to do? What did Ralphie run away from? Just a broken arm. Well, they or what they were it? doing the uncle thing. Uncle, right? Uncle. That's the last so, thing you uh, want to do is say uncle. Last thing. Hey, then you're yelling. <laughs> Heaven's the Betsy. Let's continue. So, what ultimately happens is, uh, they they finally get Ralphie alone. Kind of, you could tell that's kind of who they wanted. You know, why is the star of the movie? Why not? Uh, so, Ralphie, uh, what would you say happens in Ralphie? The, Inside. They uh, hit him with the snowball in the eyeball, and he just loses his shit. He loses his shit, and he just attacks as only a nine-year-old kid who just lost his shit could. An adult loses his shit against another adult. That guy's probably gonna get punched in the neck. But no, not a nine-year-old, because you're not expecting it from little Ralphie. He just full-on... He spears him, and then he jumps on top of him, and then bangs the hell out of him with his fists. Makes him bleed. Yep. Yelling, Especially when you're a little kid, it's like while. somebody else's blood. That is terrifying. Oh, yeah, especially when the kid has red hair. <laughs> <I can do> <laughs> uh, yeah, yelling and cursing at him the whole time. It was... Uh, but they don't. They don't. You don't really hear the curses. No, it's. Uh, you know, I guess the only thing you hear is you hear some son of a bitch a couple times. You hear son of a bitch. Um, one thing. Uh, uh, I guess there's the main thing that Ralphie's going after is the Red Rider BB gun. But one of the side stories is that he's really into a certain radio program, uh, the Little Orphan Annie show, and he's got a decoder ring coming in the mail. It's coming any day. It is coming any day. Uh, did you ever order things like from a cereal box or through a? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, the '80s were the king. We had Kool-Aid points. We had uh, honeycomb baseball cards, post cereal baseball card. Oh yeah. I, I, I remember mean, I had to send away with so many points. I think it was GI Joe points and like seven. It was like seven dollars and thirty GI Joe points for William the Refrigerator GI Joe action figure. And let's not forget Marlboro Miles. That was something as a kid I used to send in a lot. <laughs> uh, later, later, your Kool-Aid points later to be uh, replaced with your uh, your Joe Camel points. Like, like Camel Cash. <laughs> well, I was a waiter, so I'd get a lot of it. Oh, I also ordered um, an Anakin Skywalker action figure. Not the uh, the pretty boy one, but the, uh, the the old man in the gray robe. Um, one thing I thought was kind of funny was when he uh, – Decodes his message from the radio. Finally right. gets his thing. It's like, freaking commercial? Son of a bitch. Just like... <laughs> I predicted that. I as since, I mean, obviously you've seen it, but I had not. So when that was happy, I looked at Chris. I was like, is it going to be Drink More Old Teen? She goes, yes. <laughs> it's like, awesome. I, um, personal confession, I had to drink like uh, seven gallons of Vim milk. Have you ever heard of Vim milk? V-I-M. No. Oh, well, I, uh, I had it. I hadn't ever heard of it before, but the the milk producer in our area uh, offered if you drank seven gallons of Vim milk, then you got a Mark Grace uh, Chicago Cubs first baseman growth chart poster. 
Oh, I would have done that. Actually, I would have poured seven gallons of vin milk. <laughs> uh, it was delicious, Dad. Thank you so much. Mom, I'm growing. Bones are healthier than ever. Thanks for spending that money. Uh, and also the uh, the swearing. It was kind of a larger... I mean, it was, it was also a, a plot point in this film. Absolutely, the swearing was another character. This was after they went and got their tree. The old man, he's a he's a wheeler dealer. He's the kind of guy that gets you two dollars off of a Christmas tree, freshly cut, mind you, Christmas tree. Uh, they go and get their Christmas tree, and they uh, get a flat tire. And mom encourages Ralph to go and help his dad with the flat tire. He uh, he likes to time himself. The old man, uh, he puts the the lug nuts into the. Uh, I guess this is back when we had hubcaps. Uh, he puts them in there, and then he, the old man hits the hubcaps, and this is when we hear uh, fudge. I don't think that's what. Have you uh, have you seen that scene before at least? I uh, know I. So like when people actually. say, "Oh, fudge," you have no point of reference. I just assumed it was another thing. Another that thing that someone... Glenn's too cool for. No, I've said "oh, fudge," but I assumed it was like. You know, just another. But no one else says it slow motion. Like you hear people, oh fudge. Like you never heard someone say, oh fudge, slow motion. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I watched it. Isn't that enough? Why do I have to be ridiculed? I appreciate you going and see it. Going and seeing it. Do you remember uh, swearing in front of your parents? No, actually, I. Ah, oh, jeez. There was a video you and I made, uh, and that was the first. We were we were uh, we were teenagers. I mean, we were 17. up there, but it was the seventeen. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I was sixteen, just about to be seventeen. Uh, yeah, that was the. Uh, my dad saw that thanks to uh, AB, uh, and that uh, was the uh, first time Dad uh, really heard me swear, and it wasn't just one word. You were about 200. You were about 200. Is when you were doing your freestyle rap? Is that when it was? Uh, it was right after we were escorted out of a certain superstore. Oh, well, they don't let you bring cameras in there. That'd be stupid if they let you just bring in cameras into a certain superstore. And I probably went off on like a seven-minute rant that mostly involved the word fuck. <laughs> I got to talk to you next day about how I present myself. Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's what it all happened when I met you. <laughs> uh, I probably did when I was uh, four. I'm sure. Did you never did before? Like. Oh God, no. Okay. I I there was a thing called a belt. Okay. <laughs> I th- I think I did it uh, when I was four years old. I was being carried away. Like just pleasant day. We went to a medieval festival at the uh, right next to the castle that your mother works at. Oh, I know that. My balloon I had, I was like on my dad's shoulders, like one of those things where you're just happy on your dad's shoulders. And the balloon went next to a pine tree and it exploded. And I went, ah, shit. And <laughs> like, oh, and my shit, parents dad. look at me and I'm like, well, there's a lot of people around. Probably won't beat me here. At least I got I can enjoy this time before I get to the car. <laughs> and then they get to the car and they just look back at me and shake their heads and I don't get beaten it was it was fantastic. <laughs> so like when you were a little kid though, didn't you? Uh, did you ever uh, like, oh, like yeah. prove how tough you were by saying cuss oh, words? Yeah, 
I remember walking around the track at like school, like in third grade, and be like, "We're gonna cuss today." <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. What are we gonna today. do? We're gonna say shit. Uh, I know shit. Well, I got another cuss word for you. <laughs> you know what, man? This is shit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. This fuck. This fuck's gotta stop, man. Uh, one other thing. Uh, the uh, double dog dares. Like, did you ever do dares, or did you ever double dog dare people, friend? Yeah, there was there was like a double dog dare gum. Do you remember that? It was like a double dog dare. You have your friends eat this gum, and like eat, you never knew what pieces were sour or what wasn't. So it was kind of like a game. You believe me, don't you, Dad? Um, I uh, was like first. It was either the first day or the second day of T-ball. This kid was just kind of being a jackass. He's like, man, nobody could hurt me. Nobody would punch me. He's like, I dare somebody to punch me. I double dog dare someone to punch me. I'm like, there's no, like, we were sitting on the bench waiting for our turn to hit the ball. I'm like, whatever. If he's going to double dog dare us and call us out like this. I remember like it was yesterday. I swear to God. And I, punch I punched him, him and I got I got released from that, uh, that day of T-ball. And I was definitely on warning. <laughs> What did he say though? Was he was he like, like, "I can't believe you punched me." Like, well, you just double dog the entire team? team, double dog dare the entire team. Did you tell the T-ball coach that? Uh, it, even if you try to tell these people these things, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Your T-ball coach. He sucked. sucked. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some other uh, other things here in the movie. As we did with Ralphie uh, and the gang on Cleveland Street. Yeah, and they also mentioned uh, Cleveland Street actually is a street in uh, – it's actually called Hessville, uh, which is uh, kind of part of Hammond. And uh, Warren G. Harding – I grew up down the street from Warren G. Harding Elementary. Oh, really? Uh, which, yeah, which I never knew at the time. Meant, you know, well, I guess – I, I mean, Kansas. there's an actual Cleveland Street in Hammond, and this, and this film, yes. the exteriors were filmed in Cleveland or outside Cleveland. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Now, you can still go to that house. Uh, look it up, christmasstoryhouse.com, I think. You, They do tours. It's outside of Cleveland. Uh, you can go. They, they have the lamp. Apparently, a few blocks away, there's a guy who has a lamp uh, in his front window because Jake pointed out uh, on the way to school. The, the guy uh, the guy who manufactures the lake lamps, he uh, saw the house for sale on eBay for $150,000, put a bid on it, called him, told him he was serious. I bought the house for $150,000, put $500 more thousand dollars into it, and now you can go visit in Cleveland the uh, Christmas Story House. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's passion. He has the passion. Some people just like. I mean, I'm really glad somebody else did it. I mean, I don't think I'd have the passion to do it, but I'm glad somebody is that passionate about it. Good for them. Would you do the Goonies? Probably something like that. I would definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, so we have – I'm trying to – you know, I want to talk about other stories. I don't want to forget anything out of this. Uh, I guess, the, you know, Red Rider BB gun. He, he wants it. He plants uh, ads in his mom's periodicals. Well, he's got like he, – there's like a three-prong attack. Like first he goes with his mom. He plants the ads. Second, he goes with the teacher, and then he he writes the paper. What do they call it? You mean the paper that got him an A? A plus, pluses? plus, plus, plus. Um, and then the third party's like, you know what? 
Those people don't know anything. I'm going to the big guy. Going to Santa, baby. But I had seen the Santa scene like six yeah. times. But in the reality of the situation, he should have just gone to his dad. Like, his dad really had the power, not these other people. Right. Well, I think he's a little intimidated by the old man. Yeah, I mean, he does swear a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he throughout the movie, he talks about it. He fantasizes about it. He comes up with all these great ideas. Christmas morning, no BB gun. No BB gun. But what does he get? Something else I hadn't seen but never knew the context. Um, he gets a, a fire truck, a red fire truck. Nope, that's how I'm talking about um, He gets socks. He gets a pair of socks. Not real quick, real quick. What kind of bullshit present is clothes for a child on Christmas Day? Dude, I was at lunch the other day with these with these people, and they were talking about how their kid, uh, their kids had everything they needed, so they weren't even really gonna get them anything for Christmas. Like they'll just get them some clothes and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I didn't say it, but I just wanted to yell at them. I mean, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I mean, we are kind of spoiled. There's American children are really spoiled. I mean, how much more do they really need? In in today's economy, that's a forty five dollar cut of veal. <laughs> I was touched by a gift. <laughs> My dad quoted that tonight. Are you serious? Yeah, that's awesome. Quoted it to Jake. That's awesome. <laughs> oh God! Another great movie, Scrooge. Uh, have we ever done Scrooge? I think we have. We should put that back out. I hope people are enjoying us as we're re-putting out some of our holiday favorites to celebrate what Christmas is really about. Giving, Happy holidays. Giving and receiving of gifts. So we're giving, ladies and gentlemen, we're just waiting to receive. We'd like to receive it. Happy holidays. <laughs> so, uh, what does he get besides the clothes? Uh, his aunt makes him a gift. Uh, but the problem is deal? the problem is his aunt thinks he's four years old and also a girl. It is a <laughs> it is a bunny rabbit costume that is pink. It was a pretty cool bunny rabbit costume if I have to say so myself. How come his brother doesn't have one too? Uh, well the aunt figured out his brother is not a four year old girl. <laughs> I think I remember like I watched it again tonight, and I thought Randy had one too, but he didn't. I was like, what nope. the hell? All right, well. Randy was sleeping by then. Randy was asleep. I had a grandmother. She had Alzheimer's, but she had really good use of her hands. And I'd always get a set of mittens and a matching stocking hat that she knitted for my birthday every year in the middle of July. <laughs> sweet lady, sweet now lady. Uh, did your parents ever do the switcheroo with you? What do you mean the switcheroo? Where you, where you didn't get a present, like, that you wanted, and then you, then it was hiding? <sighs> no, I was going to talk about how that's bullshit, too. Would you, uh, have you ever done that to your son? No, but my parents did it to me and my it sister. It seems like they would. Your dad seems a like he lot. likes to have a lot of fun that way. It started with, when we were, my sister was, like, three, it was the first year of the Cabbage Patch doll. And he had it hidden, and after like she opened everything, she just lost it. She just started bawling, and my dad was laughing. <laughs> I mean, I we didn't have video camera, so all of this is coming straight from my memory of being five years old watching my sister just lose her shit. 
<laughs> he was under a blanket. Oh my god. Oh my head was dying laughing. Did, he, did they and ever hide it... anything that was yours? Oh yeah, they to this day sometimes they do it. A few years back they, they decided to give us just some they got us a couple presents, but they decided to give us some cash too. So we went on a scavenger hunt on Christmas oh, that's morning. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, they do fun stuff, but oh yeah, they definitely I just being, definitely, my emotions being played with, I don't know if I can handle that. Well, I'd just sit there and be pissed. You remember what you remember what my grandpa did to my father? Didn't week, he like right? give him different variations of coins or money? Like he gave him a hundred dollars, uh, but like in different ways every year. Yeah, once that my my dad and his brothers became adults, they all got a hundred dollars each, uh, and my brothers always just got a check. Or my dad's brothers, my uncles always got a check. My dad did, never did get a check. What my dad would get was a hundred dollars in various different increments, uh, and. Those included a uh, hundred checks for a dollar uh, dated the first hundred days of the year. Uh, they included uh, baked in Jello, a hundred singles, so it looked like he just robbed a bank. <laughs> no, I swear to God, uh, it's Jello. It's it's gelatin. It's Jello. <laughs> One hundred silver dollars soldered together. How do you even get those apart? No, he, it took for having. He had to sit there and. You'd like, have to, like, hacksaw them apart. Yes. Ah, uh, God, I'm trying to think of more. He sewed $100 bills into a fishing pole. Like, I made a fishing pole out of 100 singles. Sorry, oh, 100 okay. singles. Uh, we have pictures of them all. It's fascinating. And this happened for years and years and years. And just a lot of great memories um, that my grandpa created for me as a child. Like, you always wondered what was going to happen next. Uh, and you kind of like I kind of felt like I had the cooler dad because he was the only one that it happened to. Oh, really? Because you know I was like, oh, the other three, their dads aren't cool. Grandpa didn't spend time screwing with them. Okay. Uh, I'd like to apologize if you guys heard any noise in the background a minute ago. Uh, Jake had a giant remote control spider he was trying to have sneak into the room. <laughs> So is this an old Christmas gift or is this just something he's had? Uh, it's something he's had. I don't know. He probably got it. For, I don't know when he got it, but I haven't seen him play with it in like three years. But all of a sudden tonight it made its return. Oh, here's something. In fact, this is what I call parenting tips from Lawrence. Uh, here's something. If you have a youngster who will not quite remember everything they got for Christmas, after they open everything, put half of it away and throughout the year, give it to them again. They'll think they got something new. Oh, wow. Because they don't, they're not going to play with everything at once. Because oh, right? sometimes so you kind of get into it's kind of like uh, after you eat all your uh, candy on uh, Halloween, you kind of go into this coma. Like you go into this right. present coma. You're like, uh, uh, what? And then you come to like, what? What's going on? And you don't, you remember like two or three presents that you got. Yeah. So what I would do is I would, I would once he opened them and I knew he couldn't remember everything he got because he was still young. I'd take half of them, throw it into a closet on top shelf, and then every now and then I'd go into the toy closet and bring them out something else. (laughs) Worked out well. Um, Was uh, Christmas Story received well when it first came out? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say it was not. I think if it had a wider release, I think it would have. But I... um... I mean, it had a $4 million budget and grossed $19.2 million. That's good. So, I mean, you're getting your money back there if you're putting money in this movie. Yeah, $2 million its first weekend alone. Um, I guess they, some people consider it a surprise hit. 
and that by the time Christmas came around, the movie had been pulled out of a lot of theaters, but some people complained enough to keep it back in the theaters into January. Right, and you know they made a ton of movie or a ton of money on the uh, after effects of that. Yeah. Uh, the the subsequent uh, holiday releases, the, the, you could, the betas, the VHSs, the laser discs, the widescreen laser discs. Now, let, let me real quick uh, talk about the end, how the movie ended, and then I have a question for you. And this is something I thought I'd heard. Uh, however, I was not able to confirm it, so I don't know if it's just lore or whatnot. Uh, so the movie ends dogs, uh, the dogs that are constantly are running joke throughout the film. They only attack the father. Uh, the, Oh, by the way, Ralphie gets a BB gun and shoots his eye out. Okay. okay. Uh, the uh, movie ends, uh, where they have to go to Chinese dinner uh, on Christmas and the Chinese, they have some Chinese stereotypes. They're, they're trying to sing carols and they're, they're funny, crazy accents. Uh, it's much like when the, Bugs Bunny would do his Japanese accent. Very, very culturally absolutely. sensitive. <laughs> uh, and the whole family starts laughing. And, like, they just couldn't keep it together. Now, I read one time, a long time ago, and I could not find my source, that – I have a feeling it's in one of the bathroom readers, but I can't tell you for sure – that uh, that was, like, improv. That was – they weren't supposed to be laughing, but they just kept laughing, so they kept it in because they thought it was better. Like when they chopped the head off? That and like when they were singing like the, the rah, rah, carol, rah, rah. yeah, rah rah rah, like because you could tell like that if you it looks real, it, it looks genuine. Well, the the old man was trying to hold it back, but the, <laughs> like the mom just couldn't do it, and then finally he just lost it too. Like you, it looked like he was trying to hold it in, and the mom just couldn't do it at all. And then when he realized that, he just let it go. So it seems like that's a plausible uh, urban myth, legend, yeah, movie legend. Uh, that maybe they weren't supposed to laugh. I just couldn't find it uh, in my research, but I know I've read that before. It's just a matter of tracking down the exact Uncle John's bathroom reader that I read it in. Um, did you have any other uh, fun facts, or I mean, favorite moments from this movie? Uh, I love the way it ended. I love the Chinese restaurant. Uh, you know, I mean, you knew, especially I knew that he was going to shoot his eye out. You know, that's you know. It's the one thing you know. I love the lamp. I don't think we gave the lamp enough credit, but it's uh, uh, it's electric sex gleaming in the window. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. There's so many fun parts of this movie that it's one of those movies that it's not just you know a couple big parts. There's it connects just from memorable iconic scene to iconic scene. And I loved it. I I will watch it every year. Um, this film is uh, directed by Bob Clark. Um, he was known for, uh, of course, Porky's and, and uh, Black Christmas. If you think about the joy and the happiness that is Christmas Story, the antithesis is uh, Black Christmas. Have you ever seen Black Christmas? I have not. Uh, it's about a sorority who has a serial killer, an escaped mental patient who becomes a serial killer, in this sorority over the Christmas holiday. It is very dark. It is like uh, Last House on the left, like when that movie came out and slasher films kind of had their their start. Uh, that's when uh, Black Christmas came out. All right. And I thought it was uh, it's, it's also kind of an urban legend, but in order for Bob Clark to make Chris, a Christmas story, he'd been working on it for 10 years prior to 1983, he had to make Porky's. So his uh, sellout movie was Porky's, 
But I really got to make this teenage sex comedy about these guys sticking their dicks in a hole in a wall <laughs> so I can make my this really cute kids movie that everyone's going to love forever. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> All right, son, I just need you to stick your dick in this wall so I can make my kids movie, all right? I mean, you do this podcast to sell out so you can do some obscure reality okay, show exactly. podcast. Okay, <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, Peter Billingsley. Um, what else has he really been in that you remember? Uh, God, I just had him looked up. You go with it. Uh, Beverly Hills Bratz, featuring Whoopi Goldberg, and will be mentioned in our future Whoopi Goldberg, Awesome 80s podcast. Um, Ruskies. And uh, he was in an after-school special with uh, Vince Vaughn, and I guess it changed his life forever. There you go. And now he's, uh, he's of course, a producer on Broadway. He's produced uh, Iron Man and other movies. He produced... Uh, Four Christmases. It's no Fred Claus, but it's okay. <laughs> Both of those Vince Vaughn movies, yeah, correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just make it sure. Um, Darren, Darren McGavin. Uh, he's the old man. He was in the Night Stalker. I guess, I guess it, he was a good stalker. I didn't, I didn't ever watch the Night Stalker, but I guess he was the All good right. guy. He was the protagonist, and he didn't hurt people. He was like, I guess he was kind of like uh, Neighborhood Watch, but he was just a lone guy out there. And, of course, he played Murphy Brown's dad in the Murphy Brown show. Uh, originally, a part offered to Jack Nicholson, but turned it down. The old man. Um, Flick, uh, Scott Schwartz, uh, he is known, I guess, to me mostly for being the kid in The Toy with Richard Pryor. Um, and he was also in Kitco, and I think he was in some adult features, but I'm not here to judge. Okay? You see, you talk about <laughs> how awesome the 80s are. Um, if you were a child star in the eighties and you had, you had run your course and you were no longer cute. So you put on a couple, say you put on a couple LBs, but you got this money and you thought, man, I want to start my own business. Say it's 1988, 89, 90. What kind of business would you start? Porn star? No, no, no. They're like, you're a kid. Uh, you're a kid. Uh, what do you, what do you spend most of your time doing? What do you spend most of your money on? In 1989, 1990. Cocaine? Uh, you personally. Uh, baseball cards. Oh, baseball like cards. Like him and his dad. He, had... he, he didn't say me personally. <laughs> he said child he said child star. So he, uh, him and his dad started their own uh, baseball card shop. Well, I'm sure that went under. Well, he's still, he's still running it to this day. It's got other sports stuff and other like eBay type kind of stuff that he's still selling. And you can go to wherever his shop is located i'm sure you can go to his wikipedia page and find it but you can go and he's totally cool about people coming and get pictures and autographs with him of course he is <laughs> of course he is what the old old cranky baseball card shop owner doesn't want to <laughs> and uh, we did that one also hammer home this uh 24 hours on tbs business uh do you, i is that when you were like I'm totally never going to see this movie now. I mean, when you made the decision, like. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a pretty accurate statement. When If you're trying to hammer something home to, for, to me that hard, uh, as we know, I resist things like that. So, yeah, I think I was just like, ah, fuck it. I, you know what? That's, I did come around last year. I actually wanted to watch it last year, and I something came up Christmas Eve when I was planning on watching it, and I didn't get to see it. And then I was just like, ah, it's probably never going to happen. And then. We talked about doing this, and then I saw it was playing in the local uh, 1950s uh, theater that we have in town, and I was like, I'm going. 
if you have a uh, retro or a throwback theater in your town, we do suggest you go and check it out. They uh, they appreciate the business. Support local theater. Um, did you see any of the uh, sequels? Uh, no. Um, I watched the uh, My Summer Story. It was written and directed by the same people. It's got Charles Grodin from uh, what's it, Midnight Express. What's it called? The Charles Grodin Show. Charles Grodin Show. On CNBC, replaced Tom Snyder. The, uh, Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> it had Kieran Culkin in it and Charles Grodin. Uh, I love Kieran Culkin. Bumpus, uh, Charles Grodin taking care of business. Uh, the Bumpus' dogs were in it and it had the same teacher. Um, and last year, uh, straight to DVD with uh, The Christmas Story 2. had the same writer. It was uh, it took some of his stories and adapted other Christmas stories that weren't good enough for the first movie. And they got Daniel Stern to play him. Are you that. kidding me? <laughs> Play the old man in the straight-to-DVD Christmas story. I made too. a Daniel Stern reference without even knowing. Oh. Uh, the musical. Um, oh, and they have also kind of point to The Wonder Years as being influenced by this movie with the voiceover and the throwback. I could see how it's an influence, like, but I don't see it could be like a direct influence. I don't know. What do you think? No, no, absolutely not. I think this is just kind of put it in the lexicon for people like, Oh, okay. I saw this one before in Christmas Story, and of course, there's the uh, current musical on Broadway produced by Peter Billingsley. Uh, I saw some of the stuff with the kid that plays Ralphie. That kid's annoying as shit. He's like one of those showbiz kids. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear you talk at all. Um, do you think it holds up? I mean, would you think? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Released today, people go and watch it. Oh no. Well, no, I don't think so. I think the first twenty minutes or so are actually kind of slow, but I mean. I don't think if it was released today, people go watch it, but I think it holds up absolutely. Okay. Uh, just different, different mindset, different, different time. Oh. Uh, we wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and also, Glenn, do you think it's uh, think you'll have a white Christmas? I don't know. It's starting to look that way. I uh, I have a a trip to uh, up north tomorrow and it's supposed to be the first day it finally fucking snows in 328 days so that's great <laughs> great for me uh sound like a 1980s stamp me in there so that's just great it's great for right. me anyway I, just, I like to eat a long john silver flew in from uh, cleveland i like long john silver it tastes like everything else that was fried in that deep fryer is delicious uh, give me a yak yak hut it's great for me uh you think this brick wall behind me makes me look fat? I don't know. Being <laughs> in know. Atlantic City, put live show eight thirty and eleven thirty. Yes, next week Thursday, Friday, Saturday next week. The eleven thirty show is a little bluer. Okay. A little bluer. <laughs> Just letting you know, don't bring the kids. I mean, I might too. have been on some. Uh, I was on a cruise ship for a while doing a show on there. It gets kind of old. Hey, uh, we're gonna take a break. Let's, let's talk about cruise ships. <laughs> What is the deal with aliens? Hey, hey, I know you just said we're going to take a break. I don't want to do it. All right. I don't want to take a break. All right, no break. I want to discuss that we should, you guys should go to the Big Bad Toy Store. Okay. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think you could, you don't have time to order a Christmas gift, but New Year's gifts, I think, are acceptable, right? If you enjoy action, no action figures, Year's. crazy t shirts, uh, pretty much any TV show or cartoon. That has a T-shirt, they've got them there. Uh, yeah, just go to our website, link it up. You know, I mean, we're on there. They're on there, right? They're on there like four times. 
hey, you know who I feel bad for is those kids who have Christmas, uh, birthday and Christmas, same time. So if you have someone in your family who did that and you kind of, you know, you shorted them right now, you're sitting there like, I, I, I shorted Justin. Go to the Big Bad Toy Store, <laughs> get him an extra figure. You can get it cheap. He'll just be happy that you remember him again. He'll just be like, you like, you know what, Justin, I screwed you over. I only got you one gift. I should have gotten you two. Uh, here's an action figure. Or you could hold it for a month and then give him that gift like what you did. Yeah, I mean, just just go to the Big Bad Toy Store. They're nice to us. You guys are nice to us. We want you to be nice to them so they can be nice to you. That's all there is to it. We don't have to take a break for that, right? Big Bad Toy Store. Big Bad Toy Store! Um, do, you, do you have any top thats or any uh, 80s amnesias? Um, no, you know what? I just, I just want to... My top that is I want everyone to have a Merry Christmas. All right, well... I really don't have one either. I don't have anything written down. Well, uh, this is Michael. Uh, hey, this is Lawrence. Feliz Navidad. But Feliz Navidad. Feliz, uh, Feliz Navidad. Uh, stay stay awesome. Stay awesome. Sing like this. Deck the horse with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Try again. Deck the horse with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Sing something else. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. All my fun is to ride in a horse open sleigh. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. Kitchen, bring food for customers. Oh, yes. It's a beautiful duck, yes, it, it, it really is. It's, uh, uh, but you see, uh, what? It, it's smiling at me. Okay. Christmas would live in our memories as the Christmas when we were introduced to Chinese turkey. <laughs> All was right with the world.